This is a brand new episode of the Our View podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Dr. LJ Johnson. Dr. Johnson is an endometriosis coach. And during our conversation today, she shares with us some strategies that we can utilize when we are dealing with a chronic illness. Let's get into the conversation. like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I'm happy to welcome my guest on today's episode, Dr. LJ Johnson. And I am so happy to have you join me today. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We've had a good connection, uh, you know, be before the recording, right? A couple laughs that kind of loosens things up, but I'm ready to delve into the conversation. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I really did appreciate our pre-recording conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So um, can you just start off by uh, sharing uh, with our audience a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? I know. Who am I? What am I all about? And why should you even listen past this, you know, first 30 seconds? Work with me here. (laughs) I am Dr. LJ Johnson, the holistic hormone expert. I specialize in endometriosis, PCOS, and thyroids. I am all things women's health and womb health. I deal with a lot of chronic illnesses, also invisible illnesses, as we were talking before the recording, when it comes to women's health. Um, For me personally, it took me 16 years to get my own diagnosis of endometriosis. And so it was a journey, right? It was a process. It was 16 years of managing a chronic illness, not knowing what was going on. So because of my own experience, what I do every single day, may it be on TikTok, Instagram, Clubhouse, wherever you find me, even if it's on my own podcast, it really is to educate, empower, motivate everyone um, that they can live an amazing life despite their diagnosis. And I know we're going to talk a lot about chronic illness and invisible illness and what that looks like. And so it keeps me busy, especially with when we're dealing with women's womb health and reproductive health, because you can't always see what is going on. So people aren't as sensitive, you know, they're just like, oh, I didn't know as if we need to walk around with the sign. <laughs> saying, hey, there's something wrong with me. Hey, I struggle daily. But you know how it is. People get caught up in the hustle and bustle. So I spend a lot of time just raising awareness about those issues. That's great. Um, can you, this wasn't part of my original question, but. Um, Hit me, I'm ready. Green. I, yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> can you just share a little bit more about um, those areas that you specialize in, endometriosis and PCOS and Uh, Just share with us what, um, what those conditions are, what they mean. Yes, yes. So let's start with endometriosis. It's like supercala, what, what, huh, huh. It's a long one. Yes. Endometriosis. Endo, E-N-D-O for short. Endometriosis is chronic systemic inflammation throughout the entire body. It is uterine-like tissue. Work with me here uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus. It is not a reproductive disorder. It is not a rogue period. It's not just you're a weak woman and you can't deal with your period. It is way more than that. That chronic systemic inflammation is firing throughout your entire body. It also causes autoimmune-like factors. So I think a lot of it, when people hear endometriosis, they're just like, oh, the girl that has the bad periods and misses work all the time, baby, if it was only that simple. It is not that simple. Endometriosis is way more than that. PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, 
by PCOS, my PCOS sisters, a lots of different things going on with that. You can have some ovarian cysts, inflammation, insulin resistance, a lot of endocrine issues. And so when you think endocrine, most people think thyroid. They're like, oh, I just need some thyroid pills. Once again, more than that. And then fibroids, which attack, especially my women of color, I'd say one in four women have fibroids. Fibroids are essentially toxins and hormones wrapping themselves around each other. Your body has met its toxic load. It's kind of like a trash can that you haven't taken the trash out in a really long time, so it starts to overflow. That is when your body begins to create and try to protect you from those toxins and those hormones, and so those are fibroids. So three things that are not so sexy, but they're definitely things that impact, especially women of color when it comes to reproductive health, female health, women's health, and just quality of life. A lot of these things are things, like I said, that people like to sweep under the period rug, like, oh, it's just a period problem. But essentially, those hormonal imbalances have gotten so aggressive to where, yes, it may affect your cycle, it may affect your period, but it affects your quality of life. I mean, we're talking about people that have endometriosis. I mean, thank God for me, I'm on the other side. I've healed myself naturally. It took me 16 years to get the diagnosis, but I've got a successful practice. I've got a successful business. You know, I've got two children. I'm dating. A, you know, life is great. However, other people with endometriosis, may not be able to hold a job, um, you know, in chronic pain all the time, going to doctors, I'm sure you can, you know, everyone's diagnosis is different, you know, going to the doctor, being dismissed, not knowing what to do, um, knowing that there is no cure for endometriosis, right? So then there's also that despair. So that's where that mental health portion comes in. A lot of people, as we're going to talk about, that deal with any type of chronic illness or invisible illness, depression and anxiety are huge, right? Because you're not just dealing with all the physical pain or today I woke up and I don't feel great, this, that, and the but the mental health portion, right? And I know we're going to delve into that. So I'm getting on my soapbox, but <laughs> that is what I do all day long. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think more because I was that person that lived in chronic pain. I was that person that would pass out during my period. I was that person that had all these things going on. And when I told my mother about it as a child, I was given a speech that, you know, I was a strong black woman to push past the pain. I didn't feel pain, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I could, couldn't walk this morning. Like, I'm pretty sure I passed out, but I was told that it wasn't a big deal. And so I began to normalize that pain. And so a lot of us that have invisible illnesses and chronic illnesses, I mean, a lot of people have that mental health portion which is what I talk about a lot because the physical is one thing, but I think what's going on behind the scenes is even the more impactful. Yes. Yeah. And that um, actually leads right into um, our next question is um, you shared, uh, you used the phrase invisible illnesses and chronic yes. illness. Can you um, share with us what chronic illness is, what that, what that means? <clears throat> Right. Well, let me just say chronic is chronic. I did a funny Instagram video. If you guys find me on Instagram, it's like things we wish our partner understood about endometriosis, but this is with any chronic illness. Chronic illness is something that you are managing for, I would say over a year. Chronic illness is not going to be a flu. Yeah. Yes. You may get the flu every year. I would just say, P.S., we need to strengthen your immune system. That's not really a chronic illness. <laughs> chronic illness is something that affects your daily life that can be debilitating, that you're managing for over a year. I'd say anywhere from 12 to 18 months if you're managing it, I would call it a chronic illness. Chronic illness can be anything from asthma. 
Um, chronic illness could be fibromyalgia, endometriosis. Chronic illness could be something that's invisible, you know, lupus, things like that where someone can't physically see. Um, so that's what I would say chronic illness is, but it's chronic. And I think I say that jokingly and you're kind of like, I get it, LJ, I get it. But here's the thing. When you're managing a chronic illness, it's very challenging. We understand, but our partners and people around us don't always understand that chronic illness means that if you met me in 1985 and I had it, your girl's still gonna have it in 2022, probably in 2040, right? It just may look different. You may go through flares. You may go through times where you feel amazing. You may go through times where you've taken 10 steps back, but it's chronic. So it's something that you will always be managing just depending on the severity of whether it's an on the back burner or like right there up in your face. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the hard part of things where you, uh, like you said, you. you if you had it back then, you'll have it now. And right. <laughs> that's, uh, just yeah. it just may look a little different, right? I, yeah. <laughs> I may yeah. look different. The illness may look different. Yeah. Yeah. It, like you said, it may be a flare up, so it might not be a good time. And then other days where you can, uh, you know, continue on as if, you know, that you're healed. And like, like we said before, like, oh, you still have it? Like, and people are surprised. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, do. <laughs> I thought you were sick. You don't look sick today. Uh -huh. well, it's, it's, it's invisible. It's, it's this is a good there. day. It's so funny, right? When you're having a good day, either they're like, I knew she was crying, Wolf. I knew there was nothing wrong. There's uh -huh. either that or they're like, well, they're almost like dismayed that you feel good. And it's like, I can feel great, you know? Well, let's just delve into that, right? As a chronic illness warrior, this is one thing I will say is that everyone, you know, goes to sleep at night. And so, you know, if your partner doesn't have a chronic illness or whatever, they wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. and they're like ready to go. You know, before coffee, they're energized, all of that. Chronic illness, honey, 6 a.m., like for me, I have to be very honest, like that's when I pop my thyroid pill and I need that baby to kick in around seven, right? Like I got to get the medication and I got to do all all the things so it's like our batteries don't recharge to a hundred percent so when people see us with all the energy they get very confused but this is the thing with chronic illness the way i explain it is our batteries don't always recharge to 100 percent. just because we sleep eight hours 10 hours some of you may be sleeping 12 hours doesn't mean that you wake up with like a hundred percent charge like your iphone batteries so with chronic illness our batteries may only go to 65 percent maybe 75 percent maybe you're doing all the things right you're taking your medication you're drinking water you know you're doing everything you need to do but that doesn't mean that your battery is going to be at a hundred percent and so when you don't have that hundred percent battery and then you have that peak of energy people are so confused they're kind of like i thought you were sick or what and it's like yeah it, th this is what it looks like. You know, my battery's at 75% today. Tomorrow it could be at 25%. You know, it doesn't matter. Like it just, it's so confusing for people when it comes to managing chronic illness, but having to explain it to others is like another full-time job. Yes. <laughs> full-time job. Yes. Yeah. With no benefits, no pay right. and no benefits. <laughs> yeah. No Nothing pay, good. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, Earlier, you, you also touched on uh, our next uh, topic, which is mental health. And mm -hmm. uh, for those of in the audience who are listening, who have been listening, I, um, I do a Mental Health Monday series of episodes. So this is uh, part of that series. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I majored in psychology in college. I have a master's degree in psychology. So, um, and I also have a disability that I've lived with my whole life. And mm -hmm. I often thought about how, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it would have helped or, or not, but it, it, things, I feel things would have been different for me if I had um, 
you know, someone to talk to. I had all of the medical doctors mm -hmm. to talk to, but there wasn't a mental health aspect of those visits uh, for me or my family. Right. I have an older sister and my parents um, and, and the mental health piece of it was never, uh, you know, never part of the treatment plan for me. Um, mm -hmm. So can you share some of the statistics that you uh, know about uh, regarding uh, mental health diagnosis that occur, that co-occur with uh, chronic illnesses right. and why um, and why that may be. I love the way you put it. I have to circle back to that is that mm -hmm. it wasn't a part of your treatment plan. Mm -hmm. When you're managing chronic illness, invisible illness, we'll kind of put those on the same. One out of three, you're dealing with depression. One out of five, anxiety. Sometimes that anxiety is just around your illness, just around the flare. And once again, it's not a part of the treatment protocol, right? Where if your your shoulders are in pain, whatever your body, they're trying to get you the pain. They're trying to get you the physical therapy. They're trying to get you where you need to be. You know, they're trying to give you the accessibility tools, but the mental health portion, if you think about it, there's still that mental health, that negative connotation, like, oh, there's something wrong with her, right? So it's easier for a doctor to come in and be dismissive because I've had that happen where they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. So now it's probably in your head. We think you need to cease. And it's like, okay, no, it's not in my head. It's just, you can't figure figure out what's going on with my body. But then again, it was in my head because it was very stressful. I didn't feel acknowledged. I was being dismissed. And so when you're managing chronic illness, the depression sets in because there's that feeling of hopelessness. And if you reach out and say like, hey, I'm having a tough day, I need someone to talk to, then people are like, oh, there's something wrong with you, you're depressed, like there's this very negative, more like, you know, oh, standoffice versus, oh, you want someone to talk to? Yeah, I'm here to support you, what can I do? So I think that's why the mental health portion is very challenging, what I've seen in my practice when you mention, you know, because I do therapy with patients and things, there's like this negative stigma. So it's almost like they wanna get the help right? So there's times where they're like, I need the mental health. I need the support. I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. I'm feeling, you know, down and hopeless. I, you know, I'm feeling anxiety. I can't do grocery shopping. I'm, you know, I'm not able to go to work. I'm feeling all these things. They're either ready for the help or they're stuck because before someone came to them with the more like, yeah, we think it's all in your head. You need to go get some help when you had these physical ailments. So I think there's two sides to it, but most of the time there's that negative connotation that if they're, you know, if you're managing chronic illness, you just have to be a warrior, right? And even for myself, I'll say the word like chronic illness warrior, chronic illness conqueror, and we're always fighting and warring. And so we don't always feel like we can take that cape off and just be and be like, dang, you know, like, dang it, damn, this doesn't feel good. This isn't comfortable. I'm stressed out. I'm depressed. You know, I wanted to go hang out this weekend and my body wouldn't allow me. So we have to really look at those statistics where chronic illness, you know, typically when you attach it with an invisible illness, it just is, you know, it just really heightens everything. And so you have the depression, the anxiety, the feelings of loneliness, hopelessness, and it's being able to navigate all of that, even when your body won't show up, when your body is unreliable. It's one thing to be like, oh gosh, I'm down and out today. You know, I'm going to go do some retail therapy and I'm going to go and treat myself to a pair of shoes or go out for lunch or this, that, and the other. Okay. That's all fine and great. What about the days you're stuck on Mattress Island and your body is not allowing you to go do retail therapy? The day that your body's not allowing you to take that bubble bath or do whatever it is for your self-care routine, what do you do to really keep yourself strong and just 
you know, balanced. I think there's just that balance. There's the ebbs and flows of the flares and not the flares, you know, there's ups and downs. And this is all on top of just the everyday stressors that come with just being in this world, right? Like your chronic illness is like a whole nother, you know, layer of icing on top of just like being alive in 2022. <laughs> but now PS, your invisible chronic illness is still there. You're depressed, you have anxiety, you have the financial stress of everything. Like it can be so much. It really can. And it is on, like you said, just on top of being alive and, and functioning yes. and you know, paying for groceries and whatever else it may be. It's uh seriously, <laughs> let's talk about them groceries. Like I went and I was like, um, like I'm not cheap, but I'm like some stuff that used to be, I told my daughter specifically, I know this used to be 358 because I just bought six of them. Why is it like 522? Like, yeah, it's just, but I'm like, I feel like overnight the price just jumped all the way up. Yeah. And I'm like, and my healing journey still requires me to eat these organic fruits and vegetables. And I was like, this has turned into my grocery bill. I, like I said, side note, side rant, my grocery bill should not look like a mortgage payment. I'm just going to throw that out right. there for all retailers so that you know that we see what you're doing. That's not right. okay. It shouldn't be a mortgage. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'll, I, I'll drop it there. I, well, I, I just placed a, 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 a pickup order for tomorrow and I, I had a whole plan of what I was going to make for dinner this week. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm not making that this week. I'll... Right. And you're like, I think there's something wrong with the app. I was like, I'll, I'll put <laughs> that off for another It said free shipping. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the free shipping. Why don't I feel the free? And they're like, oh, the service fees, kind of like Ticketmaster, uh -huh. <laughs> like all yes. the fees. All of that, and you still have a chronic illness. What right. can we say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate what you said um, a few sec a few minutes ago about, um, you know, still being able to balance everything and to mm -hmm. um, still do those things like when you're not able to get out of bed those days. Um, so can you share with us some... Um, some things that people can do when they are having those rough days, but they can still, uh, you know, they still have to take care of their mental health and, um, you know, stay on top of that and making sure that everything stays in check. <laughs> right. The first thing I would say, which for some you may love or hate, is have a support system. And when I say support system, this is what I will say. If you're married, you know, have a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, I'm not knocking them, but you have to realize that your support system may not always be starting, that first person may not be your partner. And you have to realize that. A lot of partners that, you know, are married or, you know, with people that have a chronic illness, they don't understand it. They have not had a chronic illness. Like they know that you're not feeling well, right? They know that you're missing work yet again, but they don't understand all of the medical trauma, the gaslighting, like everything that we've been through, not to mention what we'll have to go through again. We go to the appointment in two months, right? So they, they're not able to tie all that together. So having a support system, once again, not knocking your partner, but realizing that they may not be the first person on your list. You have to have a support system. Even for myself, I have other doctors and practitioners and friends, some that have a chronic illness and a visible illness, some that don't. And this is what I will say with that support system. I think it's important that you have chronic illness warriors and people in your back pocket, but then also people that do not have the chronic illness. Because what will happen is if you're always venting to the person that has another chronic illness, right? It'll be like, oh, it's 
okay, Arthur. It's okay, LJ girl. You know, it's, it'll be fine. Don't wash your dishes. Don't this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, I know this is going to be a little, it's going to sting a little, but we get a little comfortable in the pain. We get comfortable in the sorrow. We get comfortable with, oh my gosh, it's another day of pain. I'm not going to be able to do this, that, and the other versus someone without a chronic illness. I know once again, it's going to sting a little. They sometimes have a different point of view that can be helpful. And so I will just leave it at that because I know that can get a little controversial because <laughs> everybody's like, well, I just want to talk to my friends that are in pain too. I get that. But when your community is 100% in pain 24-7, another bad day, you know, another this, that, and the other. I know for me with womb wellness, you know, another, you know, day that they've had to miss work because of their period, this, that, and the other. If that's what you're constantly being fed and you're constantly surrounded by, that oppression can really add to your depression and just kind of make it worse. So I Secondly, realizing that you're going to have good and bad days. Many of us, and I'll just use myself as an example, we're type A. So even like this weekend, I had this big priority, this big agenda of everything I was gonna do on Saturday. Well, my body was like, oh, feel free to show up with your to-do list, but it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so what I get, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna drink a little extra green tea. You know, like I ain't gonna let my body tell me to rest. Yeah, green tea didn't work. About 11 a.m., I was like, okay, you need to sit your butt down somewhere because this is not working. And so what's interesting is if I would have had a patient or a friend go through that, I would've been like, oh yeah, girl, take a break. Don't push yourself. But this is the thing, we give grace to everyone but ourselves mm -hmm. we won't we won't tell ourselves to take a break if my friend called me and told me that she felt ran down from the week and all that i would have definitely not say drink some extra green tea you know get in some extra you know green get an extra smoothie and keep pushing i'd have been like oh my gosh take a break so here's the thing give yourself grace you're gonna have good days you're going to have bad days the other thing is that we try to overdo it on our good days when we're feeling the energy we don't want to just clean the bathroom we want to clean the entire house with a toothbrush and it's like you know good and well <laughs> that now you ain't gonna have no energy for a whole week it's the spoony theory right the spoon theory uh -huh. you only have so many spoons if you're not familiar right you only have so many spoons so sometimes the whole cleaning your whole house you know from head to toe with a toothbrush may not be the best use of your spoons so it's not overdoing it on the days you have energy but also giving yourself grace mm -hmm. i i love that and i love the support system uh and having people outside of who you typically would think is your you know your most supportive yes. system uh you know to offer that alternative <laughs> view of things and to, yes. you know i because i i think I know for myself, I won't say I think I know for myself, I need somebody to light a fire under my ass every now and again to say like, hey. <laughs> it <laughs> like, stings a little, yeah. but sometimes we need that. You know, yeah. like if you're not, it, I, I get it. You know, you're gonna have your good days and your bad days, but I think sometimes, like you said, we need that push. We need mm -hmm. that, yes, we need that. Okay, this is Grace. Hey, LJ, you were tired on Saturday, this, that, and the other. But also, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say number three being, don't be in pride and afraid to ask for help. I mean, some of you, your chronic illness is invisible and you don't want anyone to know what's going on. Uh, I'm gonna just call you out right now. They realize that you late to work all the time. They realize that your presentation was not on point. They realize that you're an hour late to the office and you're, people already know something is going on. I'm not saying you have to put all your business out there, but when, mm -hmm. and I did the same thing and I'll be honest, I was hiding in plain sight. I wanted to keep this face up that I was a professional black woman, that I'd made it to the top and I didn't want anyone to know that I was suffering. Yeah. So that in itself added a lot of stress. So you need to be able to be humble and ask for help. And there's a certain way to go about it. I mean, definitely 
talking to your support system when you're not in a pain flare, you know, the time, it's not the best time to have a family meeting when you're in pain, you know, you're cussing your whole family out. You're all, you know, you're on a flare, your pain meds and ran out and you want to try to call a family meeting. Probably not the best time, right? So I would recommend, you know, when you're having a good day, explain to your family, explain to your support system, you know, if you have assisted living, whatever you have, explaining to them what can be supportive to you, but also remembering to give yourself that grace. Yes, I loved this whole conversation and uh, really appreciated this uh, conversation with you. Can you please share with everyone where they can find you on social media, your podcast and yeah. any projects or anything you have coming up? Please talk about it. I know. All. I'm like, what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> so Instagram, LJS underscore powerhouse. I am LJ's powerhouse, LJS underscore powerhouse. You'll see it in the show notes, I'm sure. You can also find me on Clubhouse. I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse talking about women's health, chronic illness, etc. And then I do have a podcast. I always have to remember that I just started my podcast maybe like mm, two, three months ago. It is the holistic with the W, the holistic endo expert podcast. We talk all things women's health, specifically when it comes to endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids. I'd say if you got a uterus, if you have a period, if you're having some hormonal issues, this podcast is definitely for you. Great. Well, Dr. LJ Johnson, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I, yeah, I really uh, enjoyed meeting you and uh, definitely look forward to uh, collaborating with you again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Right. Oh, you're welcome. And you have a good day. <laughs> this concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.